Welcome back to Faroon the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. And I'm Wolfay. And it's Wednesday. Yeah, or someday approximating Wednesday. I don't know who's listening to this in the future. It might be, for them, just a Tuesday. Oh, I was actually talking to V about that. I bet earlier. you were. But unfortunately, that's not what we're here to talk about today. No, nothing no. that tragically good we're just going to talk about things that are tragically bad hi today we're doing the ranger i wouldn't say tragically bad i mean nope i will have no arguments against it uh i mean you have well let's go through it and we'll figure it out i've got natural explorer (laughs) that actually is really useful if set up properly yeah Yeah. it's pretty badass i like it yeah, that, that one's actually, if, you know, for you DMs out there, those are the types of things you should really look into. It's like Natural Explorer, stuff like that. It's a great way to help a player character shine. Mm-hmm. So, it's a nice way to do things. Yeah. So, do you want to uh, mm-hmm. get this typhoon started? Yeah. Uh, so, it's the Ranger. Um, They are the best archer in the game. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I Okay. Apparently the fighter is the better archer. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least they're second best, right? Oh, no, rogues do it better. Okay. Uh, Rangers they're, are there. They're an archer. <laughs> yeah. No. I oh, mean, the third worst? Arcane archer. Oh. So you're not even the worst of the worst. I know, right? Oof. Listen, we talk a lot about third edition, but it's there is a drastic difference between the combat efficiency of the Ranger in third edition and fifth edition. Fourth edition was just so broken, it's not even worth talking about, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Um, fourth edition Rangers could dual wield full blades at level one and attack twice per turn. So uh, that's a thing. Yeah, they were just super. I thought they were good in third edition until I saw what a fourth edition Ranger could do. Yeah, it was like Diablo 2 to Diablo 3. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, the numbers don't matter. What do the numbers mean, Mason? What do the numbers mean? But, no, the the Ranger is, it's its own special kind of class. I do like it for a role-playing class. That's why we're going over it now. It might not be high on our list of base base classes, but... It's it's a great role-playing class. No, I would absolutely agree with that. That's the only thing that I like the Ranger for, especially yeah. anymore, is for its role-play ability. Like, just the type of character archetype that it stands in for. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. But the abilities that it gets, there's really only, like, one path to take for the Ranger that's actually going to be efficient. And I guarantee you that you and I are not thinking about the same one. Well, I mean, when it comes to subclasses, they have some of the like best subclasses in the, in the game. In my opinion, they get really great features. They get, Oh, just so much flavor to them. Like choose any of the subclasses and it's wonderful. All right. So I guess we'll take this one from the top. Yeah. Have you ever been outside? You could be a ranger. Yeah, actually, yeah. 
It, it is true. They even have Urban Rangers in 5th edition now oh, as well. Well, I mean, Urban Ranger was already a thing that existed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess there's a better... It's just yeah. that people... It, your Urban Ranger would be more of like a police officer in an urban setting. Bounty hunter, maybe. Like, that's more yeah. of what they're doing. Like, they go out and catch bad guys. Yeah. I, I mean, we used to have the Just a Car uh, prestige class that kind of really went into the bounty hunting thing. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not really around anymore. Yeah, so Rangers, um, they can cast spells. They're... You know, we started referring to them as like full casters and half casters. Rangers would be like quarter casters. They don't get access to a whole lot of magic. Um, I don't think. Well, yeah, they, they used to not get any spells until like fourth level, but now they do get spell casting at second. Yeah, they they are a legitimate half caster this time around. I mean, you get 11 spells known. You get two slots of fifth level at cap. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously 20th. I mean, getting access to fifth level spells is pretty useful this time around. Yeah. I mean, heck, I mean, you've got more spell slots at each level than a warlock does. Yeah, but warlocks got Eldritch Blast. That's true. That's really all they need. Hey, but you have so, favored enemy. Yeah. Which I mean, allows you like to track said, them for a mile through difficult we'll, terrain. We'll kind of go through it from the <clears> beginning. <throat> we'll take it from the top. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, have you ever been outside? You can be a ranger. They're your wilderness roving kind of characters. Like from an RP standpoint, they are not necessarily like the standoffish type that they're too good for you. It's just they have spent most of their time under the laws of nature. Yeah, they're the woodsmen. They're yeah. they're the they'd the much rather live in a cabin and homestead instead of yeah. living in a town or a village or yeah. even a big city. Yeah, they're survivalists. They're all these different things, and like they can hunt big game they can mm-hmm. they can help you find people i mean you know if you're if you're dealing with bandits in the woods like the rangers are who you get to right you know they're not they're not so deep in nature like a druid they still have their no they civilization. still have ties to human yeah. civilization it's yeah. just well i mean that's also another thing that goes with it you know druids and rangers both can get along in that aspect that they both have respect for nature and the yeah. laws of nature over the laws of man. Yeah. Like your druid and your ranger should not be at odds in the party unless the players have specifically chosen to just be jerks to each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, outside of like some crazy circumstance of yeah. warring tribes or something. Um, no, I don't see a, uh, they usually do work very well together. Like you said, they they both have a high respect of nature, and a majority of the time, as a ranger, you live off the law of nature. You're willing to, you know, let nature take its course. Yeah, in a sense. kill or be killed. You know, you kill an animal to eat. You're not going to have any qualms about gathering food. You're not going to have any problems with doing what it takes to survive. Yeah, and you're never going to do more than what's necessary. No. So. You're not going to go kill, you know, six boar just because you're hungry. Yeah. You know, unless you have, you know, a village to feed, stuff like that. Mm. But like I said, kind of starting at the beginning, that gives you like your setup a little bit for what the ranger is to be expected of. You're just, you're kind of an outdoorsy survivalist type person. You're really good at moving around in the woods and rough terrain. You're good at moving through that terrain quietly. And it kind of gets better as you get older in your class. But, um, yeah, you have a D10 for your HP, which is not bad to start with. 
You get light, medium, and shield armor proficiencies. You've got simple and martial weapons, but you don't get a tool proficiency out of this class, which depending on how into it you are and your DM is, tool proficiencies and tools in general don't always mean a whole lot outside of very specific situations. Yeah, they they definitely come up. It's something something in the campaign. A lot of times, I've seen people use it more for like little jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they can be. I mean, like a disguise kit, like a rogue kit. Yeah. yeah, that can be useful at any point in time. Everybody needs a yeah. fake nose. But I mean, a lot of times with tools, uh, backgrounds can help you gather that. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, that's kind of a way around it. You know, you get into their saving throws. They're proficient in strength and dexterity saving throws, which are two stats that you could look at. Um, <laughs> Personally, building a ranger, I would suggest going for dexterity as your primary stat and then wisdom and then constitution. Yeah. I mean, I joke around about them not being that great of archers. They're still pretty solid. No, they can still do it. And like I said, yeah. there's a couple of subclasses that work for them. <laughs> Just keep in mind that if you've played D&D before, you're not going to be the massive DPS in the party as the ranger. This time around, the ranger's job is more of a support role. Yeah. You are a secondary or even tertiary combatant. Yeah, you do and a lot you're of... you're also you know, doing some buff stuff with yeah. your... That's what your spells are catered to is party buffs and heals and things like yeah, that. Yeah, debuffs, heals... Um, things like that. Not a whole lot of offensive magic, but a lot of well, support and some defensive spells. They they actually do have a lot of offensive magic, but when we get to talking about that, I'll get deeper into it. Um, skills list, there's a lot of some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. The big thing for them is animal handling and survival. Well, every, yeah. yeah, pretty much every ranger takes this because it's so useful. Hey, if you're out in this wilderness, survival. Trying to find something, sur- uh, trying to track somebody, survival, great for that. Um, and you have nature, perception, investigation, insight, athletics, and stealth. So they can kind of, rangers do a really good job of becoming what the party needs. You know, okay, well, we've got this area covered, you know. The ranger can do this part, you know. Right. Well, I mean, how much of your adventuring takes place outside versus <sighs> inside yeah. dungeons? Okay. Anytime yeah. you're outside, if your ranger has nature and survival, they can pretty much tell you anything you need to know to survive outside. They well, can tell yeah. you what look like, you know, wild, you know, like predator tracks or markings that there's some kind of predator in the area. They can yeah. tell you that storm that's coming in. It looks like it's going to be a bad one. It's going to last a while. We need to find shelter. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Well, they can also give you a good idea inside of a, a dungeon or a cave system or something like that. You know, survival goes into that too. Remember in third edition when there was 8 million skills, mm-hmm. one of them was knowledge, dunge- dungeoneering. Yeah, dungeoneering. And that, that was a really useful one. Rangers got it. Yeah, um, it was really helpful, unless your DM was holding the map upside down. Yeah, great, right? Yeah. <laughs> I took a left. No, you didn't. Wait, well, it's a, it's a one-way path. I could only go one way. Okay, so you made the left. <laughs> yeah, um, right. All right. Yeah, like I said, it's um, that's kind of your starting stuff. 
Yeah. You can either, yeah, you're not going to go over starting equipment. That's lame. Yeah. You get your fighting styles, which honestly, I recommend archery for them. And I think you only get I think there was a few more added by Tasha's. Yeah, I don't like to talk about Tasha. But in the player's handbook, you get archery, defense, dueling, and two-weapon fighting. It's the same as what we discussed before with the fighter. Uh, These are really useful skills. Um, so, you know, choosing like any classic fighting skills. Yeah. Anytime um, you can choose fighting styles. Yeah. Fighting styles. Oh, I said skills. Got distracted. That's an S word. Audio got choppy in the recording. All right. Oh, um, no. I know, just wigging out, man. But, uh, no, also you're going to start out with, you're going to get favored enemy, which as we talk about, you choose your favorite by type. So mm-hmm. apparitions, beasts, celestials, constructs, so on and so forth. Um, um, with humanoids, you can choose. Oh, uh, man, I'm terrible at this. I never even realized you can select two races of humanoids. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I played Ranger. I was about to say it's so, been quite some time. Yeah. You know, so if you go with humanoid, you can choose to. You can, you know, gnolls or orcs, goblins or whatever. Um, But it's definitely pretty nice. You also get to learn a language that -hmm. goes along with that, you know. I mean, maybe if you're feeling froggy as a DM, you can let them choose anyone. But it's supposed to be you learn that language of that race. That's your favorite. Yeah. Because um, they're your favorite enemies, you want to know everything there is to know about them. Yeah, gives you rangers. Advantage. Kind of, they're they're kind of like special forces in that sense. They're gonna infiltrate and destroy yeah. from within. Yeah, and they get advantage on survival checks when they're tracking that, um, as well as intelligence checks for information on that type of creature. Yeah, if you're so. playing your ranger as more of like a green beret type, then yeah, the class is way more fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this comes up multiple times. You get another choice along with the language associated with it at 6th and 14th level. Mm-hmm. Um, Natural Explorer, we mentioned that earlier. Really nice. You choose a certain type of terrain and, well, you gain really good benefits when you're traveling an hour or more. Like if your party is going through something like a difficult terrain or something like that that's matched to what you have chosen, which would be Arctic, uh, coast, desert, forest, grassland, uh, mountain, swamp, the underdark. Um, these, you know, you can increase your ability to pass through these. So, it's pretty nice. I just really like the kind of like secondary benefits to it. Like it says, uh, when traveling for an hour or more, you gain the following benefits, and that is your group cannot become lost except by magical means. Difficult terrain doesn't slow down your travel. Even when you're engaged in another activity while traveling, such as foraging, navigating, or tracking, you remain alert to danger. If you're traveling alone, you can move stealthily at a normal pace. When you forage, you find twice as much food as you normally would. While tracking other creatures, you also learn their exact number, their sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. 
you can choose an additional favored terrain at 6th level and 10th level. So I believe, was this level 2 where you get natural explorers at level uh, 1? La, favored enemy natural explorers at level 1. Uh, yeah, your fighting so, style and you start learning spell, spell casting at level 2. And second level. Mm-hmm. And then your archetype and primal awareness, which is really useful. Yeah. Um, so spellcasting with a ranger is a little bit different. That's why I don't mind doing it after the warlock, even though I think the warlock is a better class. Um, when it comes to deciding this is the advanced side comes to it that a lot of the ranger spells are bonus action spells. Mm-hmm. Um, even some of their more offensive type, which you were talking about, you know, they don't have a too many. They actually do have quite a few that just don't do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they don't, there's no upcasting for a lot of them. So they're useless at high level. Entangled Shot is one of them. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, after a while, anything is going to break out of it. Yeah. Cause, but, you know, your DC is what? Eight plus proficiency plus wisdom. So yeah, make sure you have high wisdom. But even then, it's not yeah. going to do you a whole lot of good. Yeah, I mean, I we we were doing like a uh, very short campaign with somebody, and you know, I was playing a ranger and utilized that to trap an enemy. We we're trying to gain a bounty on. Mm-hmm. You know it, and if they're more dex than flex, yeah, it works great. Oh, yeah, it's super efficient. Yeah. If they're really strong, they just break right out of it, and you just wasted a spell slot. But, I mean, you get a lot of the steps, like Misty Step and a few others. Yeah, but the thing is is that even if you've wasted a spell slot as a ranger, it's not really that big of a deal. You still have other tools at your disposal. Yeah, I mean, you still have your fighting style to Mm -hmm. lean on, and... You can still fight. Like, what I'm trying to say is, is, like, blowing a spell on something that doesn't work isn't going to be the end of the day. Like it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be the killing mistake. Yeah. It's, it's just like any spell casting spell casting class anyway is the, uh, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. It's still cool to try. I fired a (laughs) level seven guiding bolt at a Serac and would have hit him if he hadn't been like, Oh wait, no. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to be hit. Yeah. It's like, oh, you beat my AC reaction shield. Ugh. I mean, at least you made your roll. Every time I've outcasted guiding bolt, I've missed every single time. I just stopped doing it after a while. <laughs> yeah. That was probably yeah. the last time I'm ever going to do that. Yeah. But anyways, that's uh for another episode. Unfortunately, you don't get guiding bolt as the ranger. Yeah. We'll get to clerics later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a lot to say about them. I'm actually really giddy about They're that. They're all bad. <laughs> so bad. Right. They're, we're trolls. Hi. Uh, primal uh, awareness. Primal, uh, primal awareness. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't even read. Beginning at third level, you can use your action to expend one ranger spell slot to focus your awareness on the region around you. For one minute per level of the spell slot you expend, you can sense whether the following types of creatures are present within one mile of you or within six miles of you if you're in your favorite terrain. Aberrations, Celestials, Dragons, Elementals, Fae, Fiends, and Undead. 
This feature doesn't reveal the creature's location or number. So, to me, primeval awareness is awfully expensive for the benefit that it gives you. Yeah, it's one of those features, which is part of the reason why I'm so hard, and a lot of people are so hard on the base class ranger. It's another one of those features that, oh, this sounds really good, and that's it. Yeah. Like so I have to get. give up a spell slot, one of my precious few spell slots that yeah. I could use for healing or buffing or additional damage, things yeah. like that. I have to give up a spell slot instead, not to know how many or where these enemies are, but just to know whether or not they're within a one to six mile radius, depending on the terrain. Yeah. So if I'm on an island that's populated by goblins and I use this ability, it would just go goblins. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, but like where? And it's just yeah. like, uh, goblins. I know. It's like, essentially to me at that point, it'd be like having one of the, uh, it's, it's like in a video game when someone jams your radar, like you still mm-hmm. kind of see blips on it. You know, people are around, but you don't know where they're at. Like, there you go. That's your feature. Yeah. Like it just, I mean, I'm just nothing more to say. I can't no, even say it. It's part. It's. it's not, I completely agree. Stuff like that is part of the reason why I have such an amount of disappointment in the yeah. base ranger this go around. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, there's there's some really cool like role playing stuff you can do with a lot of these, but yeah, but who wants to role play? Yeah. <laughs> um. But I mean, there's still some good ones you get. I think like three ability score improvements. Four. Do you? Yeah, four, Five. eight, twelve, sixteen, and nineteen. Five. I was way off. All right. Yeah. Numbers. It's, yeah. No, that that's a good amount though. I mean, that's up there. It's about two shy of the fighter, so that is nice. Yeah, and yeah. those ASIs, you either get a feat, or you get plus two to a single ability, or plus one to two abilities. Yeah. Is how the variant rule works. I don't. I still yeah. don't think that that's an official base rule. I'm pretty sure well, that's enough. That's the, a variant rule. The increase to the ability score is actually in the player's handbook. Um, two or one to two abilities. Okay. Yeah. So that's in there. The all the features. Wait, in there. what was I talking about then? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, you can use a feature instead. That's uh, that, I'm sorry. That was a variant rule. My bad. Was yeah. the feat. Yeah. Which most people play by that anyways. It's a fair trade, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. might as well. I mean, shoot, in some situations, depending on what you're looking for, it's even more beneficial to take a feat because yeah, you can better. still get a plus to an ability score and get some extra stuff out of it. That's true. A lot of the feats give you bonuses to your stats that go around for some reason. Yeah, and you get an extra attack, so you can attack twice as a ranger. Yeah. You're only going to get one extra attack, which means you're only going to be able to attack twice throughout Um, your progression, but that's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. Honestly, it's, it's helps you out a little bit compared to other casters. So it's not too bad. You got land stride, which comes in at eighth level, uh, moving through non-magical difficult terrain costs you no extra movement. Yeah. And you can also pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them and without taking damage from them if they have thorns, spines, or a similar hazard. See, excuse me, the problem that I have with rangers that I come back to constantly is that 
this class, in my opinion, is bad because it does not account for DMs who do not give you things to do outside. This yeah. class has so much going for it. When is the last time you personally have ever had to worry about thorns or spines or something of yeah. rough terrain? Yeah, and I mean, there, there's there's some games out there, and I think some don't tailor as much to it. Because, like you say, man, I mean, that's easy for a DM to forget about. It seems like such a It gets glossed over really easily. Yeah, like, you know, a little side note to DMs once again. Like, hey, even the simplest of things, not even a usual trap. You don't have to come with some elaborate trap. Just having thorns in the way, that's half movement, Mm -hmm. and they can possibly take damage. Unless they're a ranger, they don't take damage. But in addition to Landstride... Magical plants you have advantage on saving throws against, yeah. such as like the entangled spell and stuff like that. It it's meant to impede movement specifically, so not like other things. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone comes at you with a thorn whip, no, you, no, no, you know. I don't take damage from thorns. <laughs> right, I'd be willing to argue that against yeah. any DM. Well, real quick, before we go into the break, we'll cover uh, Hide in Plain Sight. This used to be one of the really cool abilities that I absolutely loved. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's literally, I'm so good at hiding in nature that I can stand in the middle of an open field and just disappear. I have become the tree. And once again, spend a minute making camouflage out of whatever's around you. And it's you gain a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks. Yeah. Once you're camouflaged, you can try to hide by pressing yourself up against a solid surface such as a tree or a wall that is at least as tall and wide as you. Yeah, Yeah, you get your plus 10 dex stealth as long as you remain there without moving or taking actions. Yeah. And then if you do anything, you've got to camouflage yourself again. So it's it's good for setting up ambushes, especially when you talk about certain... uh, Yeah archetypes that the rangers get setting up ambushes is really one of their most beneficial things i know it definitely is and you get in you got vanish which is always another and stuff like this is kind of staples for a ranger it's always Mm -hmm. been around um you can use the hide action as a bonus action on your turn also you can't be tracked by non-magical means unless you choose to leave a trail really nice like it's pretty straightforward feral senses at 18th level which nobody gets (laughs) <laughs> you gain pre-natural senses that help you fight creatures you can't see. When you attack a creature you can't see, your inability to see it doesn't impose disadvantage on your attack rolls against it. Yep. Okay, that was really wordy and unnecessary language, and that's kind of indicative of a lot of the issues with the language in these books this time. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so just because you can't see it when you attack it, you don't take disadvantage. So yeah. you get a neutral attack against an invisible target is what it's trying to say in yeah. not so many words. Yeah, and if it's invisible, yeah, within 30 feet, you can be aware of its location as long as it isn't hidden from you or you're blind or deafened. Yeah, you can't see it per se, but if it's within 30 <sighs> feet of you, you're aware that it's there. Well, you're aware of the location, so you can figure it out. Yeah. So you don't have the disadvantage Provided anymore. the creature isn't hidden from you and you aren't blinded or deafened. Yeah. And the capstone, which is what we lovingly refer to as the level 20 uh, of feature, if you decide to stick with that class without multi-classing, you'll never get there. Yeah, you'll never see it. 
No, maybe somebody I mean, will do a level twenty one shot, and you'll yeah. have a chance to make well, a level twenty ranger. That or, I mean, there are campaigns out there where people do go to twenty. It takes a while. It's true. It really does. Or you know, maybe you decide to do a high level campaign, so you start yeah, you off, start at, a off level. at like level ten instead of starting at yeah. one. <laughs> so, I mean, those those are types of things. So you have foe slayer here. Um, well. Once on each of your turns, you can add your wisdom modifier to the attack roll or the damage roll of an attack you make against one of your favorite enemies. You can use the choose to use it before or after the roll, but before any effects are applied. I'm sorry. When you, when I'm reading that also while you were reading it. At 20th level, you become an unparalleled hunter of your enemies. Once, yeah, just one time on each, each of, of your, your turns, turns, you can add your wisdom modifier to the attack or the damage of an attack you make against one of your favorite enemies. You can choose to use this feature before or after the roll, but before any effects are applied. So at level 20, it lets you add your wisdom yeah. bonus to attacks made. Yeah, mind you, wisdom is your spell. Turn. And as long as it's a favorite enemy. Yeah. Which, by this point, you have quite a few favorite enemies. I think it's like three or four different ones. Even though we just covered it. But, no, I mean, it's a it, it's a nice addition. Because at this point, with a ranger, you want your wisdom to be good. Mm-hmm. It's your spellcasting ability. Mm-hmm. So, think of it, let's say, for example, you're using a bow. You got 20 decks, you got 20 wisdom. Not even mentioning that at 20th level, you probably have items that bump it even higher. Yeah, you should have, you know, a <coughs> plus five Excuse weapon me. or something along those lines. At 20th level, yeah. you should be pretty much capped out on everything. Yeah. So, I mean, you're almost doubling what you're adding to each of those rolls. I mean, Best case best, scenario, best you're case. only adding plus five. To a plus five. To the attack or to the damage. Yeah. Which at level 20, you should have like close to a plus 20 to hit if you're kitted well, out. Oh, yeah. But you're doubling properly. that modifier, which I would use it on damage anyways because yeah, there's so many other things. So, I mean, getting a, getting a plus 10 to that damage is pretty nice. How are you getting plus 10? In my example that I was just talking about, 20 dex, 20 wisdom, plus 5 modifier. Yeah, that's only adding plus 5. That's not adding plus 10. You add your dex when you do damage. No, no, you're already including your dexterity in it. Yes. Being able to include your wisdom means you were only adding up to plus 5. Yes, to the plus 5 that already exists for a total of plus 10. We'll do a math show later and I'll explain it to you. There's nothing to fucking do with math. (laughs) Now, anyway, yeah, before we move on to the break here real quick, we have ranger archetypes. They're really good. You got hunter, you got giant slayer, you got gloom stalker, horizon walker. These are amazing classes. And that's not even all of them. Like they're just so much flavor to them. Anything that this is what makes it good. It's almost like the way I feel is almost like the monk. And the ranger are like two opposite ends. One has not that great of a base class, but amazing subclasses. The other has a really good base class and 
extremely lackluster subclasses. And uh, so... No, there I seem mean, to be a lot more clear winners and losers in this edition. Well, and this is the thing is we talk about, oh, it's not that good. It's not that it's not that these classes are unplayable. There's not a single thing in D&D that can't be used. No, you could you could still when, find a way to yeah. be effective. Yeah, no, Ranger is still perfectly viable. It is still perfectly easy to use. You'll still do plenty of damage. You'll still be useful to your party. It's just compared to certain other classes to what they can do, kind of lackluster. It's not the best martial class. It's not the best spellcasting class. It's kind of that in between, which, hey, you know, you kind of need those. the purpose of why we're doing this class breakdown is to not say, oh, these classes are terrible. Avoid them. We're saying this is the kind of role you should expect to fill if you're playing yeah. this type of class. Oh, yeah. No, Ranger is not the rewarding power gamer you're class. You're not going to be number one DPS on the charts. Yeah, it's you're not, not going to happen. You're going to do all the damage. You might not even be the best role player, but good Lord, getting A to B, you're the man. And that's that's DMs and players. you got to work with your DM when you're a Ranger. you got to talk to your DM and be like, look, you see what my features are. You know what they are. Yeah, please like, don't make me regret or waste a choice yeah. to play a ranger in yeah. this setting. They can still be perfectly good. I mean, natural explorer, um, you know, even primeval awareness. I mean, if you want to talk to your DM, see if your DM's willing to tweak it a little bit. Maybe somewhat higher cost. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of find something there. So that, you know, maybe it's not a direct location, but maybe you're like, they're in this direction, at least. Mm -hmm. Something like that, you know. It's it's all in how you do things. Like, communication fixes a lot of things in Dungeons & Dragons. But, no, please, go out, play the Ranger. I, I, that was my first ever class, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, It was in 3rd edition, and I was super creative, and his name was Strider. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Hey, I thought it was fitting. It's a game that... You know, well, you know, high fantasy couldn't be where it is today without Strider and all of his friends. Yeah, Strider, who are you? Yeah, like it, right? Hate him. <laughs> I hate him passionately. Anyways, so before we go into the break, I want you to hit that like button and clobber, clobber that subscribe button and crush, crush. That's pretty good. You're welcome. That notification bell. It mm. sounded good in my headphones. Oh, it was great on this side. I'm sure Yay. everyone else enjoyed it. I did a thing. I know. And while he's doing a thing, you can do a thing and click on a link. Clink that link. That's right. <laughs> we got Patreon. We got Teespring. I'm wearing one of the shirts. You've seen it a few times. I am also wearing a shirt, yeah. but it is not from our Teespring store. Yeah. You're... Terrible co-host, I kind swear. Of. Well, that's why I had to start losing weight. I was too fat for any of the stuff they sell. Uh, no, we had a few. Yeah. I don't want to look <laughs> like a stuffed sausage. <laughs> uh, we also have source books in there. Amazon affiliate links. Um, yeah, you buy them and you read them because obviously I can't be bothered. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're terrible at breaking that down. So please feel free to check all of that out. Um, uh, that's all that I have. 
actually. Yeah, that's all you've got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, we're going to be right back after the break. We're going to finish talking about the Rangers. We're going to hit some of the archetypes pretty no. hard, I guess. And then we've no. still got Monster Manual A to no, Z. No, we're, we're done with the Ranger. Oh, we're done it's with the, the Ranger? It's the player rant. Oh. Don't worry. I got you covered. Oh, the man oh. says he's done. He has nothing else to say. And then he tells me I'm wrong. God. Yeah. And then we have Monster Manual A through Z. What are we doing today, Wolfie? Monster Manual A through Z. Oh, what monster are we covering? Yeah. Oh, it's the choker. Or cloaker. Cloaker? Is yes. it? Something with a seed that's really... C-L yeah. something. It, yeah. it starts with cl and ends with er. Yeah. It's probably something that the police are hunting for right now. So. Oh, wow. We'll be right back. Hello. Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. I'm Jolly. Today we're talking about the ranger and everything about it and how you can use it in your campaign to have so much great fun with your friends and blah, blah, blah. Look, man, Wizards of the Coast, this is directly to you. Why would you do this? Why would you make the ranger so bland I can't even think of anything to compare to it, to be honest with you, because I'm pretty sure chicken has more flavor to it. Look, I I get it. It was super awesome in 3rd edition, and it went way overboard in 4th edition. I know you were kind of scared to make it good, but seriously, man, you make all these other great classes, and what do y'all do with the ranger? Hey, we're going to make him a half-caster and a half-assed martial artist because they are terrible at both thank you for all the bonus action spells that everyone else does better than me it's so phenomenal at least allow me to freaking smite constantly i mean the paladins have fun with that no it's fine all you have for the ranger is mediocre support back roll that well the druid does 20 times better than you so just like the cloaker, I'm going to nuzzle up against the wall, remain motionless, and wait for someone to try me on for a time. No. That's Hi, it. welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. I'm Wolfe. And you made me look. You son of a bitch. This is Much Man A through Z, and I'm Jolly. Anyway... All right, uh, let's carry on. We're talking about the sir creatures. Yeah. I, I don't remember the words that are in the middle. Cloaker. Cloaker. Yeah. That's it, not choker. The chokers aren't in the book anymore. Go look up third edition's chokers. They were actually kind of terrifying. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Chokers they were, were just scary. like big spindly things with yeah. tentacle arms. It was terrible. They're freaking horrifying. Weren't they part of like a... Like a mind flare creation or something? I honestly have no idea. I just okay. remember the picture of it hiding under a bridge and like yeah. trying to snatch somebody up. It was bad. Yeah. It was all bad. Nothing good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just taking a stroll through the monster manual is just great for my psyche. Yeah, it's just reminding these... me about all the horrible yeah. things I've repressed over yeah. the years. <laughs> Which, uh, shout out to all the artists from Wizards of the Coast that did this. Like, you did a great job. 
these monsters are terrifying. Oh, absolutely. You the real MVPs. Oh, yeah. You the realist. So today we're talking about the Cloaker. It's a large aberration. Chaotic neutral. Armor class of 14. Uh, has a hit points of 78. Average. Mm -hmm. So 12d10 plus 12. In case you didn't do the math in your head. <laughs> right? <laughs> Speed of 10 feet. Okay. Okay. Easily Not bad. on it. All right. Fly fly speed of forty feet. Oh wait, um, what? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I trick you? Oh no. Yeah. Uh, it does actually have a stealth skill plus five. Uh, dark vision of sixty feet and a passive perception of eleven. I swear, man. I, one of these days, I'm actually going to be able to words for an entire episode. Probably not. I feel like that'll no. be a clear sign that it's time for us to hang yeah. it up. No, nope. uses deep speech and undercommon. Okay, does it speak or does it just understand those languages? I, it doesn't specifically say. Oh, so, so yeah, it can speak, can speak and it. understand. Yep. Oh, cool. Yep, challenge That's not terrifying. Yep, challenge rating of an eight. Bumped it up. Ooh, we're Getting moving up, up in the world. Eh? Oh yeah, for all you level fives, get ready. These things are kind of scary. No, like the cloaker is. No, they're one of those. I'm a creature that's going to pretend to be something that I'm not and uh, wait for you to screw up and touch me. If H.R. Geiger had designed a really poorly attitude adjusted mana ray. Yeah. Stingray maybe. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. It's a ray or a skate. You know. I don't know. I'm terrible with dogs. I don't really do mammals, but whatever. Yeah. But no, um, no, yeah, it does. It if it's sitting really still, like it actually has a false appearance feet to it. So if it's motionless, a player can't tell the difference between that and like you know a dark leather cloak. Yeah, it cloak. legitimately looks like a cloak hanging yeah. on the wall. Yeah, that's they, part of why it has its name. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's uh, it hangs out in dungeons and caves and all kinds of dark and scary places, and its body's been developed to kind of look like this it's very similar to an actual stingray in mm -hmm. design and how the body works uh but yeah it's terrifying terrifying yeah terrifying terrifying that's what you're going to be doing with it <laughs> terrifying my way the hell out of here that's right be fighting the ground to get out of this mm -hmm. no um it has another feature known as damage transfer and uh well, just to sum it up for you, you hit it, it takes half the damage. Your buddy that it's wrapped around takes the rest. Ugh. Oh, it's fun. It's so much, so much fun. Um, and uh, the good news is they also have light sensitivity. While in bright light, the cloaker has disadvantage on attack rolls and wisdom perception checks that rely on sight. So, I mean, if you... I don't know, light spell or something, you can gain a little bit of an advantage on it. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, they are. I mean, it's a good indication of why you should always have light sources when traveling. Yeah. Especially through cave systems. And that's another one of those things that gets glossed over all the times. You guys just take it for granted. Oh, my character has dark vision. I don't need it. Well, not everybody does. And even then, dark vision doesn't work the same way now it used to. No. No, it doesn't. Yeah. 
it's just infravision. It's yeah. black and white. You don't really see a whole lot of detail. You just see stuff in that direction. Almost definitely. So, it hey. has two as a multi-attack. You get one bite, you get two attacks. But mm-hmm. it's a bite and a tail attack. Oh, I really wish that it had like a wing flap attack. I know, like be great, you just right? kind of slap somebody with your flipper. Yeah, so the bite is a plus six to hit, reach of five feet, one creature, 2d6 plus three piercing damage. It's not bad, right? That's not yeah. bad at all, especially for a yeah. CR8. Yeah, so, I mean, that's all you have to worry about, really. I mean, there's this tiny little bit in here, though, about if the target is large or smaller, the cloaker attaches to it. If the cloaker has advantage against the target, the cloaker attaches to the target's head, and the target is blinded and unable to breathe while the cloaker is attached. While attached, the cloaker can make this attack only against the target and has advantage on the attack roll. Ooh. The cloaker can detach itself by spending five feet of its movement. A creature, including the target, can take its action to detach the cloaker by succeeding on a DC 16 strength. Check. It's not easy, but don't worry, the tele-attack is a plus six with a reach of 10 feet, 1d8 plus three slashing damage with the added bit of that's it. Then you don't get anything extra. Okay. From that. Uh, oh, you yeah. had me on edge there, buddy. Yeah, but don't worry. It likes to moan. That's the other ability. Um, <clears throat> each creature. Excuse me. Did that cloak just moan? Right. Uh, kind of more like a grunt, I guess. I don't know. I would say it yeah. was a bit of a groan. Yeah. Each creature within sixty feet of the cloaker that can hear its moan, and that isn't an aberration. Must succeed on a DC 13 wisdom saving throw or become frightened until the end of the cloaker's next turn. If a creature's saving throw is successful, the creature is immune to the moan for the next 24 hours. So, maybe. I'm sorry, what, is, what does the moan do again? It fears you within 60 Okay, feet. as long as you're not an aberration. As long as you're not an aberration. Which 99.9% of adventuring parties are not going to have aberrations in them. Yeah, um, there's no, like, official player race that's an aberration, so. No, you know why? Because they're a little bit broken. Just a tiny bit? A little too powerful to be a PC. (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. Got me all worried. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Next, we have uh, Phantasms. Oh, there's more? Yeah, uh, recharges oh, after a short or long rest. This is actually really long, so if you have a few things to say about the cloaker, just gonna shorten it down in my head real quick while you talk. Oh, um, well, you know, all I have to say is that they're genuinely fucking terrifying. Like, there's no reason. Okay, I'll set the scene for you as a DM. You're explaining it to your party. You're traveling through a cave system. You know, you come across a room. It looks like there's two cloaks hanging on the wall. You know, you see some other signs of civilization, like uh, maybe some destroyed tents, maybe an old campfire. Like, it's a, it's a ruined campsite. You know, something obviously has happened here. And you just see what appears to be, you know, no big deal. You point it out to the players. There's a couple of cloaks hanging on the wall. Like, there's some blankets thrown over here. And, you know, when suddenly it's too late for anybody to turn back, you start hearing the moans. And then people start to get scared. And the next thing you know, you've got gigantic cave 
mana rays flying around trying to bite you. I'm sorry, but that's that's just a genuinely terrifying mental image of imagining that they can wrap around you with a bite. Not just can they wrap you up, they wrap around your face. They will purposely try to suffocate you. Yeah. Like that's that's terrifying. This is we talk it's kind of fitting and hilarious actually. We talked about the Ranger, a PC class that's built around ambush tactics, and now a monster that's built around ambush tactics. Yeah, kind of that's kind of the theme for today. If we were smart enough to have themes. I mean, it's almost like we planned it, maybe. Um, part of it was planned and then the other part was planned, but none of it was planned together. And that's what matters. And that makes sense. I'm glad you went through all of that explanation because that does actually set up the final feature of this creature. Oh no. Look at that. Right. <laughs> no, actually no, no, I wasn't I was even, I wasn't even reading. I was just spending that time trying to figure out a way to present this, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> behind the scenes, <laughs> right? No, it's called it's, it's phantasms. Uh, recharges after a short or long rest. Um, it creates three illusionary duplicates of itself. Um, as long as there's no bright light around, bright light automatically cancels the duplicates. But there's no bright light. Um, anytime a player character tries to attack it or tries to target it with an attacking spell. They have to roll randomly. Um, the duplicates have the same AC and the same saving throws as the cloaker. So if you do somehow end up hitting the cloaker, you can do regular damage to it. Mm-hmm. If it's a duplicate, it just disappears. Okay, so allow me to be clear on this. Yes. There is no distinguishing marks. There's no smell or sound or visual nope. cue that it is the real cloaker versus one of the illusory duplicates. Yeah, the duplicates move exactly so like So there it is does. no way without metagaming that you could know which yeah. one is which, correct? Which, yeah, well, even if you wanted to metagame... You'd still have a 33% chance of being right? Yeah, because yeah. it's randomly... Okay, so that's what I was wanting to get at, was to make sure this ability works the way that it was written and intended to work. Don't let your players try to BS around it, and you as a DM, don't try to BS around it. Let the abilities, what the monsters have, do what the abilities are supposed to do. Yeah, do do a three-sided die or something to decide what they, which one they hit. Yeah. Or, you know, however you decide to come up with it, to allow them to hit the actual one. And if they do do it, then allow them to hit, you know? Um, but but I, I think duplicates that's nice... only take one, like they get hit once and they're gone, right? Or yeah, do they if, have if, an HP value? Yeah, if there's a, a successful attack or they fail a saving throw, the duplicate disappears. Okay, so if it gets hit once, it's gone. Gotcha. Yeah, it's basically, you know, just like movies, anime, yeah. whatever, you know. It's mirror um, image. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. You, you like, you attack it. It's like, oh, it's gone. Oh, what? That wasn't the right what, one. What happened? Yeah. Meanwhile, Barbarian is confused. Sorry, Barbs. It's kind of true. But I hit it and it disappeared. <laughs> isn't that what usually <laughs> happens? I don't know. This isn't the same. It's not. Uh, I win. I win. I think I win. Oop. 
No, the uh, the. <laughs> oh man, it's one of those days. And this was role play theater. <laughs> yeah, we're bad at oh, it. Oh man, don't you want to hear us play a game? I mean, it's so great with our zaniness. No, I mean the cloaker is definitely. I mean you you hit the nail on the head. This is something. It's an ambush type of predator. I mean, you can have a lot of ambush predators so far. Yeah. But this is one that like even by itself can cause the party some issues. You know, I mean, hey, you know, it moves around. It can attach itself to somebody. Yeah. And if it's attached to your buddy and you're trying to like beat it to death to get it off of my face. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm still taking half of the damage that you're inflicting. Yeah. But, I mean, you really don't want to let one of these things get a hold of one of your party members. Because yeah. if you, they do, it's going to be like a team-assisted TPK, in a sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and if there does happen to be more than one of these in an area, which... There should be, realistically. Could, there could be, but, but this is definitely... This is something that could be like a harassing type of creature, like how mimics are treated, or something like that. Cloaker is nice to have to kind of keep your players on their toes instead of just, Oh, well I don't see any obvious enemies in this room. So I'm just going to start and let my entire guard down. Nobody's going to pay attention and we're going to investigate and look for treasure. Okay. Well, you suggest this just for purely the visual spectacle, spectacle, (laughs) spectacle. Wow. Now I can't talk either words. It's it's contiguous. We have them. Yeah. It's contiguous. Anyway, (laughs) I would suggest this just for like the visual spectacle of, you know, walking into a cave or into like, a, you know, passing from cave to cave in your explorations and somebody turns on a light or lights a torch and you see dozens of them that just kind of, you know, bat shriek and flutter away, but only like one or two of them actually engage with you. Like let it be seen just to kind of put some fear out there to help set the scene for this yeah. in particular. But let them have that. Let that description sit with your players. Like you see dozens of them and they either remain motionless or they, you know, flitter off or something. But you only actually have like two, maybe three attack the party. Yeah. I would say kind of try and keep it around two because they can, you know, phantasm duplicate themselves, which is going to be enough confusion. Yeah. You know, two uh, cloakers can be six cloakers very quickly. Yeah, party doesn't know any different until, you know, they try to hit one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Again, yeah. that goes back to not metagaming. Yeah. yeah just well, I know that, well, if I know that there's yeah. six of them here and they have a phantasm ability. It's probably only two of them. And I, mean, I mean, if you want to be a jerk and then just wait for them to attach to your teammate because the duplicates don't, you know... They don't attack on their own. Yeah. They just hit your teammates with a fireball. I mean, let's just burn that big boy spell for being a jerk to your teammates. Just on GP? Like I <laughs> yeah. said, it's team-assisted TPK. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it's they definitely bring a... And that's why I like going through this, because it teaches me so much more about the game. That's probably the best part about doing the podcast is mm-hmm. it's not just theory crafting it's not just hey what do we think is right because you know we have the mic and you have to listen to everything that we say thought i was gonna do it didn't you and i have no idea what you're talking about exactly but no um 
But uh, yeah, it's just a uh, it's a it's a nice little lesson, nice I've, little dig. I've myself have picked up quite <coughs> a bit of a better understanding of the monsters themselves while doing this. Yeah. So even if you know nobody listens to this and we're just kind of talking into the void. At least I've gained some knowledge from it. You know, at least there's some personal satisfaction yeah. of having the opportunity to go through them and learn about them individually and really consider, okay, how would you use this properly? Yeah, and that is, uh, I mean, hopefully it helps some of you out there. I really yeah. do. Speaking of helping you. That's right. We're going to go ahead and end this. It's the most help we can ever give. But no, seriously. Um I just want to remind everybody out there, just remember that we are a community here and whether it's the trolls and you're joining us under a bridge or if it's the entirety of the Dungeons and Dragons community, just know that everyone in this community is important to us. No matter what you're going through, no matter how you feel, um, you do matter to all of us and there is a uh, there's some links and some phone numbers inside the description inside the show notes if you need something a little bit extra I'm not going to say what or whatever please check all that stuff out if you absolutely need it but uh, don't be afraid to reach out if you need help because everybody literally everybody needs help at some point yeah so also, feel free to leave us a comment. Go right ahead. Leave us a comment on what, how you feel about the cloaker. Maybe you have some crazy, awesome story to tell us. Maybe you're one of the three people that remembers what a choker is. Yeah, right. Outside of me. Like, oh, man, you got me so good. I wanted to hear about a choker. Um, maybe some of you just joined in somehow and you're completely confused what we're talking about. I wouldn't recommend starting yeah. at the end of the episode. This isn't manga. Yeah, yeah. Fat fingered the scroll, um, but I'm getting uh, yeah. thumbs. I don't know what to do. With exactly. I mean, maybe you have your own thoughts on the ranger. Maybe we're completely wrong. Maybe you agree with us. There's maybe a good you have chance your own suggestions. We are totally incorrect yeah. about all of our statements. Yeah. Maybe you have your own suggestions of how to fix it. Don't feel like you got enough room to say it on YouTube or when you give us a review or when you leave a voice message. Also, check out our subreddit. It's a fun place where you can go and talk about anything. It doesn't even have to be, well, I say anything. Dungeons and Dragons and video games is the Gaming topics. in general. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to get into a discussion about, like, the meaning of life, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a few people will jump around with it, but that's mainly what it is. And you come in and talk about it. It doesn't have to be stuff we talk about on the show. Just, you know, it's a nice community for all of us to hang out. The good trolls, the original trolls. Right. That's right. Well, that's the end of the episode, but uh, we'll be back real soon. And good news is there's other episodes out there, so you can go back and listen to us some more. That's right. You can just sit here and kind of just do whatever. Just put us on in the background, you know. Do some writing or some reading. Yeah. Just do something, you know, some self-betterment. Listen to us in the background. We'll be here to pacify you with the sultry sounds of our voices yeah work on your for whom the bell trolls youtube shorts where you animate us for every episode oh god please don't do that (laughs) no please don't waste your talent on animating me (laughs) 
Oh, it's great, right? No. All right. All right. We so, love you. We're here for you. We can't wait to see you guys again soon. Um, couple of days. It's going to be Friday. We got a video game discussion coming up. So uh, Ooh. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Remember, it, it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Good night.